From the land down under to the grandest stage of them all, the road to WrestleMania is now looking a little clearer after Elimination Chamber emanated from Perth. Some storylines reached a natural conclusion, some surprising issues were ignited, and we're talking about it all here on Earning the Push, along with AEW Revolution and lots more. Besides, my name is Jack Murley, professional broadcaster, alongside professional rugby player Charlie Beckett. How are we, Mr. Beckett? Very, very well, Mr. Murley. Thank you very much. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm going to start with something that is entirely unwrestling related because I've been meaning to say this to you for a while because I think he was your um, earning the push at one point. Luke Combs, is he someone you're across? Yeah, I love Luke Combs. Yeah, I absolutely so, love Luke Combs. How come? Because I saw his duet with Tracy Chapman at the Grammys. Oh, unbelievable. How good does Tracy Chapman look, by the way? I know. Um, just doesn't age and sounds amazing. I also think if I could sing, I could make quite a tidy living as a Luke Combs tribute act called Kuklums. But the problem <laughs> is that I can't sing. Just mime. Just like do something like singing in the rain style where you just have to mime it. I don't know why I meant to say that to you at the start of the podcast, but it's been on my mind and I thought I had to get that out. Yeah, that's come out, out of nowhere. I, I went and saw Luke Combs a few years ago. I think that's probably when I gave it earned the push. He was absolutely sensational live and I'm a massive, massive country music fan. Have been for a while and it's quite nice to see country music having a proper renaissance at the moment it's kind of the it thing is it would beyonce release a country album etc so makes for a very happy charlie beckett it does actually and and country's having a resurgence and so is professional wrestling and that is why people are here ultimately so loads to get into we've got aw revolution coming up this week your thoughts on everything happening in the world of wrestling remember he's charlie underscore beckett i'm jack underscore merley on the socials rate review subscribe wherever you are listening and let's crack on because elimination chamber was this past week Weekend, a packed out Perth Stadium on Saturday. 52,000 fans jammed the joint for the final stop on the road to WrestleMania. Four matches, two chambers. Becky Lynch and Drew McIntyre earn world title shots at Mania. Judgment Day defend against the new Catch Republic. Ugh, in a battle for the tag belts. Great team, terrible name. And Rhea Ripley beats Nia Jax to retain her world title in the main event in her home country. Charlie, we were saying it all along. Big venue, big time vibe. It delivered. Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of uh, chatter online that I agree with that it wasn't a particularly wild or surprising pay-per-view. I think we could have predicted all the winners. Uh, I didn't think there was a bad match on the card, nor do I think there was a match that we'll be speaking about for years and years to come. I thought it was a very, very decent to good pay-per-view, but made to feel extra special by the fact it was in Australia. And I think that's what you get with these um, overseas pay-per-views is you can have what are not five-star matches, but have them feel like big, big-time events, especially if you play it right and you use the home crowd the right way. Like That main event felt absolutely enormous because of the ovation Rhea Ripley got and the way the crowd were into it. So I thought it was a very good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. I loved that I could watch it at a normal time. That was nice. Uh, if we've got any American listeners, I'd love to hear your thoughts on having to stay up or get up in the middle of the night to watch. Generally, would be fascinating to see how you found that. Uh, but no, I thought it was a very, very good pay-per-view. I thought both the Chambers were very good Chambers for very different reasons, which I, I liked. They didn't try and beat each other. Um, yeah, I thought it was very, very good and I enjoyed it a lot. I think that's the thing. I think you look at it and you go, yeah, that is a solid A minus B plus pay-per-view. No complaints about it at all. Some of the shots, like WWE, we we take for granted how they make these things look I think it was in the women's chamber where they had a shot from up high as the sun was just setting in Perth and coming down. That looked beautiful. Like the production was amazing. 
Yeah, I thought it was sensational. The only thing I didn't like, and it has to have been for safety reasons, I'm guessing, but I thought the way, and this is me being the pickiest wrestling fan in the world, the way they situated the seats on the floor made it look like it was almost a bit empty on the floor. They had like them in four quadrants, but they only had half the pitch. Well, now, the, the pitch at Optus Stadium in Perth is enormous because it's an Aussie rules pitch. It's bigger than any of the stages. So when they go, when AEW go to Wembley, when they've been to football stadiums, WWE, when they do the, the WrestleMania stadiums, the NFL stadiums, the pitch at Optus Stadium is a lot bigger. It's probably two or three size, times the size because it's used for AFL, Aussie rules, and for cricket. But just the way they did the floor, and like I said, I'm sure it was for health and safety, it just made it look like they couldn't sell out the floor seats, which I thought was a strange look. Now, this is me being so picky, but I'm sure WWE have been annoyed they had to do that as well. Well, interestingly, I thought the same thing because when we did AW All In, when I went there, we were on those floor seats. And when you watched it back, it did look a bit empty. And you go, is that AW not quite knowing how to do stadiums? And then you watch WWE and the entire setup was exactly the same. So it must just be the way you have to configure stadiums for, for events like this. Rhea Ripley getting her flowers in the main event, but let's not uh, let's not look past Nia Jax, who who held up her end of the bargain really well. Yeah, I thought this was the best Nia Jax wrestling performance we've seen in WWE. She wrestled in a different style as well. She seemed to be doing more submission-based wrestling. I thought the commentary did a great job on explaining why she was maybe doing that, catch Rhea off guard. I thought Nia more than held up her end. And actually, it's a huge show from WWE of Trust that I don't they would have done to Nia Jax in the past to put her in this main event. Also, I didn't realise till before it, um, she was born in Australia as well, Nia Jax. That's a very, very cool moment for her. That I'm sure she had family there who don't always get to watch her. So I thought Nia Jax was excellent, but Rhea Ripley, man, she's 27. She's 27 years old. You forget that because she's been on the main roster now for three or four years. And because she had a run in NXT UK as a UK champion before when she was like 20, 21, she's so young still. Like there is so much left for her to do. And if she stopped now, she's already had a outstanding career in the WWE. So I think she's a, well, it, this isn't a, this isn't a bold prediction or a huge scoop, but she's just beyond superstar in that women's division. And, and taken for granted as well. She's held that title since WrestleMania. Could easily have felt a little bit stale. Um, it hasn't. You look at every aspect of, of Rhea Ripley's game from from promos to, to wrestling to in-ring to charisma. She, she is just... If you can find a flaw in Rhea Ripley right now, you're a better person than me. I just don't think one exists. So she had a hell of an outing. The men's chamber won by Drew McIntyre. No surprises, but really well done. Sensible result. Couple of interesting things in there. AJ Styles flying halfway around the world to batter LA Knight gets a huge pop from me. Just like that level of pettiness is that is Jack Murley. I love that. That's the level of hate I can get behind. If you're going to truly hate someone, don't sit at home and tweet about how much you hate them. Don't like send them abusive texts. Get on a plane and fly halfway around the world to do something you could do also do at any other point at your place of work where you have to be anyway. No, get on a plane and fly 18 hours to do it. I thought that was hilariously brilliant. I also, I don't know what, I didn't recognise it was AJ Styles at first. I was like, who's this person coming into the ring to attack him? Obviously, I will just put out a disclaimer. When we say do it, we really mean don't do it. Don't go and batter people at their places of work. But I just I just love that. I thought that was a real highlight of the chamber. And who saw Logan Paul and Randy Orton as a feud? That, that, that came from nowhere. 
Yeah, I, I, as soon as Logan Paul wasn't getting out of the ring quick, you're like, something's going on here. The same with when that door was left open for AJ. Like, there's got to be a reason this is happening. But yeah, for them to be going with Logan versus Randy, again, is huge. Um, I've got two questions on this. First of all, has Randy Orton ever held the United States Championship? I feel he has. I, I could be wrong, but I feel he Because he definitely he had the Intercontinental title. I, me- yeah. I remember him. I'm, but, cause, but they never talk about him being a Grand Slam champion. Have you ever heard them call him that? I'm going to have a little Jack's look now. Googling. Jack Jack's Googling. Googling as we speak. Randy Orton, United States champion. Uh, he won his first championship in 2018. So he did have the US title. Right. Okay. So I didn't know if they were going with that because they could be going Logan Paul, Randy Orton for WrestleMania. If they do, I'm all behind. But I've seen a few people online suggest, and I like this idea, a five-way ladder match for the United States championship at WrestleMania between Logan Paul, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Kevin Owens. And I think that sounds sensational. Us wrestling fans are not going to be happy until there is some form of multi-man or multi-woman ladder match at WrestleMania. We really want that. I mean, I I, I take either or option. I, I sort of feel like Logan beating Randy at WrestleMania. If Because Logan Paul's committed full-time to WWE now, hasn't he? No, maybe not full-time dates, but he's saying, I'm going to focus on this. What better way to establish yourself if you're Logan Paul than beating Randy Orton at WrestleMania? I mean, that is a statement victory. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. And I'm not going to be upset either way we go. I would prefer the ladder match for two reasons mainly. Firstly, I truly believe any great WrestleMania needs a great ladder match on it. And I think this could be an all-time great WrestleMania. I really do. And I want to see I want to see what those five men would do in a ladder match. And secondly, I think it helps with we've got two nights they're going to be two long nights you don't want there to be too many singles matches that it then drags in any way and i think it helps that and also i don't know where ko lands at the moment for wrestlemania if it isn't here and i really believe ko is doing some excellent work and deserves to be in this sort of match so for my taste and my viewing and getting the people i want on the card where i want want them i go with the ladder match but if we get Randy versus Logan and LA Knight versus AJ Styles as single matches as well. I won't be upset. Yeah, it's it's a stat card. I, I w- I'm like you, 50-50. Give me either. I'm not going to be disappointed. Whoever came up with the idea to mic up the chambers, work a genius, because I've spent a lot of time on Instagram this week just enjoying the subtitle WWE videos and Logan Paul taking a pen into the chamber just to write on the... He is... I know we bang on about this every week. He is so, so good at being so, so hateable. Yeah, one of the boys at training literally asked me this today, like, what do you think of Logan Paul? I said, I want to hate him. I want to not like him in wrestling. I want to be like, he's a celebrity, shouldn't be getting involved. But I genuinely believe that he's a wrestler who's also a celebrity. Like, this man just gets it beyond belief. He was made for this. I, I he's he, The way he has taken to wrestling, I can't think of anyone from outside wrestling, taking to it like it. So, yeah, he's just sensational. He just gets it all. He hasn't hasn't got a thing wrong yet. I can't think of a thing he's done that we've sat here and gone, ah, that wasn't quite right, or we didn't like that. Everything has worked, and no one has that. No one's career works like that. The other thing from the chamber is, oh, my God, did Randy Orton give me a scare? Did mm-hmm. Randy Orton scare me? That is... Potent- no, potentially, I think that's the best selling I've seen, full stop, because I was sure he was hurt properly. I was like, oh, Randy's back's gone again. 
And that's scary because of what's just happened and where he's at in his career. And he knows what we're going to think if he, we think his back's gone. He knows we're going to worry about retirement and those sorts of things. And he's playing into it. And I love it and hate it all at the same time because I'm not ready to watch him do that every match he does now. My my nerves and my heart can't take that. He is so good. He is so good. Um, we have to rattle through because it was a stacked card. The women's chain, actually, Drew McIntyre, we can't undersell the fact that he is going to have his WrestleMania moment now. He is doing the best work of his career. He is doing it on the grandest stage of all. He is going to get a world title shot with a full crowd there. Uh, was it a surprise? No, it wasn't a surprise. Is it still the right outcome? It absolutely is. 100%. He deserves this more than anyone I can think of. My question is, would you add CM Punk as special guest referee? No, I wouldn't add him as special guest referee. I would have him as a surprise. I would have him, Drew... And have Drew, him do what? Well, Drew tries to get a chair, the ref goes down, something. I would have him do a run-in, basically. Yeah. And because you know that Drew McIntyre cannot be leaving all these breadcrumbs and not have CM Punk get his receipt. I think I said on here before, if you decide you want Seth to win this match, which, by the way, I want Drew to. I feel he, the, the man, Drew Galloway, deserves winning the title at me in front of a crowd. But if you decide you want Seth to win this, I would have uh, a Punk distraction cost him. So Punk's music hit and he comes down to bring in that cost, Drew, because that you can't keep talking CM Punk down how Drew McIntyre is at the moment without at some point CM Punk taking his revenge. And there's something interesting, isn't there? If if at WrestleMania, and we might get onto this a bit later, you do the tag match on night one and then the two world title defense on night two, Seth and Cody are both saying that they want to destroy the bloodline. What if in the course of destroying the bloodline on night one, Seth gets so much of an injury, he can't retain his title on night two, Cody finishes his story, you're going to be bitter if you're Seth Rollins. There's a motivation for a heel turn. So I, I think there's story to tell there. And I think Drew with that world title would be great. We still got the money in the bank briefcase floating around as well. So that scene is wide open. The women's chamber then. Becky Lynch secures the win. But Tiffany Stratton makes the most of her minutes. And I know you were blown away by her performance. It's Tiffy time, baby. Um, that I've seen fits and starts of Tiffany Stratton. I've seen her match with Becky Lynch in NXT. I've seen bits and bobs. This is the first time I've watched her wrestle for an extended time on the big, big stage. And I thought she was sensational. I think that, I think I tweeted during it. They've got another superstar there. Like, I, and I know they call them all superstars. They've got a proper star there if she's handled correctly because I thought everything she did in the chamber was exceptional. I think she came out of that with her stock having risen the most and the crowd adored her. The boos when she got eliminated. And then at one point in the men's chamber, they were chanting Tiffy time. So I just think that, yeah, they've got they've got themselves an absolute megastar there if handled correctly in Tiffany Stratton. And handling correctly could mean giving her another title to fight for, which could mean a mid-card title. We threw this out on social media earlier this week as a question, which we'll get into later. We want your thoughts on that, and we've got some as well as thoughts on AW Revolution, which we'll talk about in a bit, and your general assessment of the Chamber. So if you've been tweeting, Charlie underscore Beckett, Jack underscore Murley, we will get into that. Tag much? Um... Not much we need to say about that. I don't think it was it was really good. It was fun. I don't think anyone's going to ever go back and watch it again. No, very good match. I thought, um, I'm not going to call them their new name. I think it's awful. I thought Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne looked brilliant. I think it's a clever way to 
introduce them again, reintroduce them to the wider audience of these guys are properly good wrestlers and a credible threat to the tag title because of some close falls on a big show that a lot of people were watching. So I thought it was handled very well. They were never, ever going to win. Like, I, I think we can see that if the Judgment Day lose their tag titles, it's going to be at WrestleMania. Uh, there's rumors that there's going to be some Miz and R-Truth and I'm actually fully behind that. I think that'd be a very, very cool moment uh, and R-Truth deserves it. Um, so, yeah, we, they were never, ever going to win that, but I thought they looked strong. They came out of it looking better uh, and, like I say, reintroduced to the wider audience of these guys are credible threats and proper wrestlers. Um, and again, Don Mysterio is just the most hated heel, isn't he? All over the world. The whole world despises him. I have thoughts on Dominic Mysterio that we'll get to in a tick. Um, so rounded out chamber, and bizarrely, this is probably, you know, the least memorable part of all of it. The Grayson Waller effect. We see Cody Rhodes calling out The Rock, which was cool. And Seth Rollins continues to hold up his end of the bargain. Cody said, I'll bring all the pyro ever made to Australia. That's the biggest pyro thing I've ever seen. Um, Cody, I feel, is building himself back up after being emasculated in that where he hand over the title shot. He's back. He's ballsy. I think he's where he needs to be. Yeah, I know they had to have Cody and Seth on the show somehow because they lost. Obviously, all their plans changed. Losing Punk, I think we, Punk was going to have a main part in the chamber. In the chamber originally, they needed to have some of their biggest stars on the show. I completely understand that. I very, very much think this could have been done on Raw in half the time. Like God, this segment dragged out, didn't it? A bit. Like, it was no one's best segment ever. But it did what it needs to do. Cody calling out The Rock. That's really cool. I'd be, uh, It will genuinely surprise me if we see The Rock fight Cody Rhodes one-on-one -on, -one on Raw. like that. Like, and it seems like we're going to get that. So that is a huge shock if that happens. You, you think um, they put The Rock against Cody one-on-one -on, -one on Raw? It seems like that's what Cody was asking for. And you can't kind of say that and put it in the ether without it happening, can you? I, I don't know. But it, like I say, if we get that, how cool. But I'll be surprised. But it seems like we are. And Seth is very much like, let's take down the bloodline. It's cool to see. But yeah, and, and also interesting that Grayson Waller had no interest in helping Austin Theory when he was getting beaten up, did he? Uh, but yeah, you wouldn't, I thought, though. You, you would no, have no interest. Well out of that. You'd stay well out of that. I thought it was a very fine, bordering on a little underfined segment, but I completely understand why they had to do it. They had to have those superstars, their biggest stars on this card somewhere. And they made the best of a bad situation. And if this is the worst we're going to get out of the plans having to change, then we'll take that quite happily. It was a nice sing song for the Aussie fans. Everyone got their moment. If we'd been there and we'd seen them, we'd be, yeah, we got to see it. But, but you're right. I, you take that off the show. I don't think anyone's mind is going to be changed on it. Now on Raw, we did see Drew McIntyre confront Seth Rollins and we saw Gunther square off with the Judgment Day. I have thoughts on this, Charlie, but what did you think of that Judgment Day Gunther tease i thought it was fascinating actually this is not something i saw coming because that is the one man probably in this wrestlemania shake-up who's still barely uncertain on what's happening or we are as fans is i think we all now are pretty sold and it was going to be brock lesnar gunther at wrestlemania um i will forever mourn the fact we didn't get we are not going to get that match uh i think it's right we're not getting it with what happened by the way i'm all for the fact we're not getting it i don't want it anymore i'm just sad that we never got it uh because i think that would have been if you know how i like my wrestling oh that's a charlie beckett match and a half um so i wonder if wwe know what gunther's doing at wrestlemania yet, or i wonder if they're floating a few things to the audience and seeing what we bite on i know 
beyond a shadow of a doubt who I want to end Gunther's title reign at WrestleMania now. Are you going to say Don Mysterio? Dominic Mysterio is the I can't man. sign off on that. No, I can't do that. No, who, I can't do that. I, I'm, who, not, I'm not willing to sign off on that. Who's the most hate, hated heel in WWE at the moment? Jack, I know where you're going with this, and I can see the sense in it, but I don't like it, and I'm not. I'm not going. You, if you want to speak into existence, that's on you. But I will not be joining you in that. Why not? What's What's not to love? Who? Right. Hear me out before you. Before just give me a moment. Who is the most hated heel in WWE at the moment? Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. Mysterio. Who would the fans hate beating Gunther more than anyone? Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio. Who would make the yeah. most of afterwards? Judgment Day would cheat to do it. I see it. I see it. I just don't like it. I, and this is uh, not like, oh, that's a clever way. No, I despise it and I hate it. And I don't want it. And I will be so angry if that happens. Like, so angry. He's got to be beaten at some point then. Who's better to do it? Let, let's assume that it comes to an end at WrestleMania, just for argument's sake. Who better to do it? <laughs> Ron Breaker? Nah. Why not? Because I don't think he needs it. I don't think he would make the most of it. I think if Braun Breaker beats Gunther, it's a moment, but it's not a huge moment. It's not an oh my God moment. It's not a I can't believe they've done that moment. It's just a moment. I don't know. I My hate for it is why they do it. Like It's the right reaction out of me, but I just don't want that at all. Thank you very much. And that's why you should do it. I am convinced. The moment I saw him step up to Gunther, I just thought, can you imagine the reaction when Finn Balor knocks out Gunther with the IC title and the slow one, two, three, and Dominic Mysterio, of all people, is the one who ends the title reign? Can you, uh, nuclear heat wouldn't even describe it. The booze that would go around Philadelphia would just be like nothing we've ever seen. And I, I would almost accept it just for the 20 minutes before where Gunther slapped the proverbial, you know what, out of Dominic Mysterio for 20 minutes. That would be a lot of fun to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced it's a thing to do. Um, if not, like, it is a question. There are still some moving parts. We got about five weeks to Mania, maybe slightly less than. What's Sami Zayn going to be doing? Like, th this is a big yeah, question. This, this, doing this, something. I was surprised to see him win this week because I really thought they were going to go on the Sammy hasn't won for so however long. We've got to presume they're not going to go to a triple threat with him, Seth, and Drew, I think. Because I don't, I just don't know how you'd get there. Like, I don't understand how you shoehorn Sammy into it. There's no reason to. He was another one I thought you could have floating about the IC title scene, but he's not he's not the man to beat Gunther. I'm not saying he's the man to beat him. Did Gunther Dom, win it we, from we agree Sa that's Dominic Mysterio. We don't we don't agree on that. Did Gunther win it from Sammy way back when? Oh, do you know what? it's so far back. I, yeah, I, I can't remember. Um obviously Chad Gable was is still petition himself to be in that IC title scene as well. I think if you go for a ladder match for the US title, you don't want... I would I would more readily see a ladder match for the US title than the IC title. I feel like Gunther deserves a one-on-one -on -one match at WrestleMania. So I don't know what I'd do with Sammy at the moment. I don't want him to be in the... If they do the Battle Royal, I don't want him in that. I want him to have something of his own, but I don't know who with. I, I Yeah, Sammy's probably... Well... Sammy and KO both don't have matches, and you know I'll always pop for a Sammy versus KO match. But you, that's not going to be done in five weeks. Like you're rushing that if you're not like that. That needs to be a 
year-long sort of build sort of thing. So I don't know is the answer with Sami Zayn. Uh, he's probably, he and KO are probably the two big superstars at the moment. If they don't do the US ladder match, I don't know where either of them land at the moment. And maybe the reality is they don't get matches. Maybe in this brutal new WWE world where the pay-per-views are shorter and there are so many stars, you just say not everyone gets a match. Maybe you make the Raw after Mania absolutely huge, but we shall see. Um, look, we made no secret of the fact we've not been as hot on AEW recently as we switch tacks here on Earning the Push, but they do have a big show this Sunday in Greensboro, AEW Revolution. Sting's last match that highlights a nine-bout card. Will Ospreay's first AEW match as a full-time. And we've got your thoughts on AEW in a moment. Um... I'm dipping in and out of AW, if I'm honest, Charlie, but I did pop to see uh, Sting come down from the rafters one last time on Dynamite. That was nice. Yeah, that was very, very cool. And I have dipped back in a little this week because of Sting and out of respect for that man. But apart from that, I don't feel I have too much of a reason to be watching AW at the moment. I keep tabs on it and seeing what's happening, but I'm not watching too much. I think Will Ospreay just looks over the moon to be there, which is cool. Like seeing him sign full-time to American Wrestling Promotion, Obviously, we've been what he's wanted for a long, long time, you'd think. So that's cool to see. We like seeing a British and Englishman doing well over there. So that's good to see. I think, as ever, I have no doubt that this show at the weekend will be a sensational wrestling show and will give Sting the send-off he deserves. Uh, I can't say I plan to order it and stay up and watch it or anything at the moment, but I'll definitely have a look at the highlights, etc. Yeah, I'm the same. And also, it's just great that AEW will be in front of, I think, anywhere between 12,000 and 15,000. They've sold out uh, the Coliseum. That is good. That And they need that because they've got Wembley coming up again in August. We want wrestling to do well. Now, on social media, we asked you three questions this week. Uh, what did you make of Elimination Chamber? How excited are you for AEW Revolution? And does WWE need a mid-card women's title, which we'll get into in a bit, um, James says, uh, I loved Elimination Chamber, particularly the start time. Great to see Rhea Ripley get the reaction she deserves and not lose in her hometown, which might have happened under a previous regime. I'm very excited about AEW. think having bigger delays between pay-per-views has helped with this. And no, we've got too many titles already. Uh, on the topic of AEW, James Ott goes on to say, uh, if you watch Sting's promo from last week, it was great stuff. Will Ospreay versus Takeshita could be a show stealer. Danielson versus Kingston will be amazing. FDR always delivers. Joe is champ swerve on the rise christian is hilarious there is so much to like and that is an interesting thing charlie isn't it there is when you lay it out like that there is so much to like yeah i think maybe you are rewarded more if you invest more in um aw like if you are there watching it week to week maybe and watching everything they put out i imagine it's far easier to follow what's going on i just unfortunately don't have time for that and i've made no apologies for it on this show i'm a wwe fan before i'm an aw fan so when I have limited time to watch my wrestling, I think the way WWE package it, it's a lot easier to dip in and out of. You can just watch bits and bobs here and there. So um, I, I don't think, I've never at any point said I think AEW is bad. It's just not been as good as it has been at some times. I think the, the wrestling world has a consensus on that. Like you can see people are voting with their feet, with their with their watching habits, with their how many are going to shows. AEW is not as strongest right now, but it's still a very, very good show. And as I said, I'm sure this weekend it will be a brilliant pay-per-view. Victoria says, I love AEW. I think their actual matches are great, but their storylines post-MJF have left me cold. I'm a huge AEW fangirl, and I don't think any company would weather the, st the storm of losing Punk, Cargill, potentially Omega, as well as Adam Cole and MJF to extended injuries on top of the short-term stuff that's been happening. 
However, there's been some storytelling that just hasn't done it for me and some older guys that, in my opinion, have outlasted their usefulness. And a lot of the women are limited to bickering in front of Rene Paquette. I think it's a transitional period, but at the moment, there are maybe six wrestlers holding the place up right now. I think that's bang on. I think that's the issue. You've got lots of good stuff, but the storylines for a lot of people are just leaving folks cold. Yeah, I think Victoria's probably summed it up better than either you or I have at any point there. Sounds like she's coming for our jobs. <laughs> uh, no, I, that, that, that's that's very, very well put. And I think probably sums it up, like I say, better than I have done or could do. The other question uh, was about mid-card titles. Now, you messaged this and said, uh, can we can we talk about this on the show? So, floor's yours. Mid-card women's title. This is something that has been on your mind this week. Yeah, I just think... The women's roster in WWE, the women's division, is, in my opinion, the strongest it's ever been. I think we are seeing now the generation after the four horsewomen generation, while that four horsewomen generation is still there in its prime. The I'm talking the Rhea Ripley's, the um, Bianca Belair's of this world, and then I'm sorry, along that Io Sky, Kerry saying that lot, who are established main roster stars. And then you're even seeing now the Tiffany Strands, Jay Cargills, who are just on the start of their main roster um, journey. I just think the women's title scene is brilliant. But if you're not in that, I still don't think WWE are too great at giving us women's storylines that we can invest in that aren't just random matches here or there. Like they're very good doing that in the men's division. For whatever reason, they can't do that or are struggling to do that with the women's division still, I believe. So I was thinking about it. I think if you gave them a women's intercontinental title or I, I, I'd do a women's TV title. Don't make it look like one of the men's titles. Do a women's TV title across the two brands and automatically then there is something else for these women to strive for and you've got easily another two or three storylines that are ready-made to go in there and give these women something to do that isn't just random tag matches or going after the tag titles, which I don't think the tag titles work in the women's division too well, because I don't think that we have too many women's tag teams. They just randomly stick two women together to be a tag team. So if I was WWE, I would either scrap the tag titles or make them mainly NXT and a little bit of main roster. And I would be looking at bringing a women's mid-card title. And I, I would call I wouldn't have it as the women's IC or the women's US because then it looks like it's just copying the men's. I'd have a women's TV title. I think I'm convinced. I wasn't convinced when you first posited it to me. I thought, I'd, I'm not sure on this. I think I would do it, you know, on the caveat, you get rid of the tag belts, which I know seems odd where you say, well, hold on, if it's for more visibility, well, those tag belts mean nothing. With, with all respect, they, they've never meant much from the start. They've meant even less as we've gone on. And I was thinking at WrestleMania, look at all the women who have nothing to do at the moment. Bianca Belair, Naomi, Tiffany Stratton, Jade Cargill, like there is a whole list of people with nothing to fight for. So I would be in favour of having one. I'd put the TV title, a women's TV title across all three shows, get it on NXT as well. And whoever wins it has to be one of those top level stars. Like you have to establish it because I, I think we're there now. I really do where there are enough distinct personalities, distinct characters, distinct individuals. That, yeah, now is the time to do it but you need to lose a belt to bring in a belt. Would we agree on that, that the tag belts have to go? Uh, probably. And like I said, it seems counterintuitive, but those women's tag belts, for whatever reason, whether I, it'd be a whole 
separate show dissecting why they have never felt like they've been important. They've never meant anything. I genuinely could not tell you who the women tag champions are right now. I couldn't tell you. Is it the Kabuki Warriors? No, is it? Yes, it is. No, yeah. it is. It is. You're right. But and they're two really good wrestlers. I am big fans of Asuka and Kari Sane, but I couldn't have told you that. I think that that shows you the problem with them. Um, I don't think WWE would get rid of them. I don't think they would. I think it looks bad. But I would still bring in the TV title as well because the tag titles would just still mean nothing. I wonder as well if you put a stipulation on the title, which which just hear me out in this, but you know like the Heritage Cup has certain rules where like you say the matches are always 20 minutes and it mo- it's most falls in a finish. Like if, if there's a way where you don't just have a mid-card title, you have something with it that guarantees to, has to be defended every week, has to be in a certain format, and and you find a way to present it that makes it credible from the off. Yeah, make it unique to the whole industry, to the whole company, not, oh, it's a women's title. Like, oh, I want to watch the women's TV title match because it has to be won every month and it's a... It's always a most falls in 20 minutes, like you said. So it's a different kind of match. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I think it will work. Um, Chris uh, says uh, on the various topics we've asked, predictable was Ada, uh, was elimination chamber, but good. Matches flowed very well. Nothing too spectacular. AEW for me has lost the edge and just too many insane stories going on. And yes, it does need a mid-card title. So much talent is just being thrown together and the meaningless tag titles is not helping anyone. Uh, Martin says, I'm not excited about AEW revolution and no, no, no to a mid-card women's title. Less is more, so Martin is not buying this at all. And Matt says, I introduced a mid-table title on my WWE 2K universe, uh, although I did cut back on the tag titles as it's just pointless with the number of women superstars. Yes, I know this isn't real life, says Matt, but it's real to me. That's what we like. Yeah, wrestling isn't real, but it's real to us. We, they, they, we sell T-shirts saying that. We should. Right, let's do everyone's favourite part of the pod. Earning the push, back to developmental. Uh, something from everyday life we love that we're giving the push to, something we hate uh, that we're going to get rid of. Charlie, first or second? Our first mine are fairly quick this week. My do first it. one is slightly cheating because it's a little bit wrestling related, but I said it to you earlier. It's the best thing I've seen all week. If you haven't seen it, please go on Dark Side of the Rings Twitter uh, or social media channels and just watch. They show Haku, uh, the, shot, um, the Shockmaster, um, debut for the first time and the unadulterated joy he takes in watching this man fall and the helmet fall off will just make you smile. It, it can only make you smile. He is just so happy and giggling. This giant man just giggling watching this. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. I've watched it about three or four times. It just makes me smile. The childlike wonder of a man you know could break you in two with his little finger and could end your life instantly. Just his shoulders heaving up and down as he watches poor old Shockmaster, um, who had a terrible debut. I agree with that entirely. Uh, what's your back to developmental? It also, sorry, it leads me to wonder, how has Haku never seen that before? Like, it's one of the most iconic clips in wrestling. I don't understand how he's never seen it. Haku isn't a nerd. Haku's not like us. <laughs> Haku goes in, does his business, leaves, and all is well. It, may, it makes me wonder what other things he hasn't seen. Like, what else hasn't he seen that we just presume he would have? So what we're saying is there's a YouTube show in Haku watching memes that he's not like... I think like, there is. Or just wrestling. Like, Haku, this is Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Have you seen it? No, who's Daniel Bryan? <laughs> uh, that sort of stuff. Um, my bad developmental is a niche one. Um, it's just so... 
professional rugby, you debut a game, you do something called a team run, you go out for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes tops, you get the ball in your hands, bit of catch and pass, and you just go through it like 50% your moves for the next day, forward hit a few line outs, and then you go in. And it's 15, 20, 25 minutes, very chilled, obviously you don't be tired for the next day. And today, we had ours this morning, what is it, it's 20 to 2 as I record, and we had ours at 10 o'clock this morning for the game tomorrow. Well, at 5 to 10, the heavens just opened like it hadn't rained here all week and it just opened. and this wind came out of nowhere and we were all just soaked and freezing and then literally as we stepped off the pitch at 20 past it stopped it was like someone had turned a shower on and then off for our team run and you don't mind it when it's a big session you're out sprinting around it's just part of it when it's a team run you're like oh for god's sake so just the weather the 20 minutes of weather for today's team run is back to developmental for me please I'm sorry, that is the most niche, and we've had some niche ones, the most niche back to developmental. So your back to developmental is a short 20-minute spell of weather on the 1st of March, 2024, in the Doncaster area. Exactly that, yes. Okay, that's fine. Um, Right, my uh, earning the push is um, students coming through in the media business, because I've done a few talks this week to students coming through the media business. Um, it's great. It's always good to help people. There's some really talented individuals out there, and I will always help students wherever I can because we were all students or all learning our trade once. I say this because my back to developmental is the realization I could now be the parent of the students that I am helping. I'm 35 years old and couple of times this week, I've been sat there looking at a sea of faces and thinking I could legitimately be the father of any of you. And that is a sad moment for any person to reach. I've had two things like that recently. Last Friday in our game, uh, one of the opposition players told me to F off old man, you could be my dad. And I was like, well, actually I couldn't because I'm 28, but... Yes, I look like that. I understand. Also, I've been around this league for long enough now. Like, it happens without you realizing I've become the old man in the team. Like, I'm the old man in the change room now. And you don't realize that's happening. And then it just happens. I remember one of the lads saying that to me when I was 18, a 28 year old, because he, he used to coach. He's like, oh, I've become the old man in the change room. You don't realize it happens. And it's happened to me now. But the other one was one of the. And I, I cannot believe this, by the way, that someone would ask me this. Um. I was in the physio room the other day and one of the lads who is 21 was talking about his GCSEs and the fact that it was numbers now, not uh, letters anymore. And before I could get in and say that, one of the 18-year-old academy lads who was also in the physio room looked me square in the eye and said, Beckett, did you do GCSEs or O-levels? Mm, yeah, that's painful. That was a real tough one to take because I don't think O-levels have been around since the 1990s. And I was born in 1995. Yeah, just go steady though because you know some of our listeners will have done O-levels. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But I'm 28 years old. That shouldn't be a question being asked of me. It is that point where you realise that people can age you beyond old. They're like, this, this, is a, this, this is someone of indeterminate age I'm putting in the age bracket of old. Yeah, this this eighteen year old was looking at me like in the last ten minutes I've heard Charlie talk about his bills, his mortgage, his house, and his very serious partner that he's in a relationship with. He's clearly a similar age to my parents. Well, you know, it is coming, mate, and it is it will get worse. It doesn't get better from here, I've got to be honest. Did you do O levels? I almost slapped him. You should have. I would have slapped the one I who didn't. sort of said that to you in a game. We don't have to <laughs> Oh no, I dealt I dealt with him later, don't you worry. I dealt with oh. that later. 
We don't advocate violence on this show, but sometimes people need a good slap. Anyway, right. Um, one last question before we go. The Rock is on SmackDown tonight. What's he doing? Is he getting physical with Cody? Do we see a confrontation or are we still a stage before we need Cody and The Rock face to face? Oh, I don't know. I just haven't given this a second thought. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing The Rock give someone a rock bottom. Uh, yeah. um, I don't know if it needs to be Cody. I don't know who else it would be, but I wouldn't mind seeing that because I won't lie. I am still slightly nervous about what The Rock's going to be like in an actual wrestling match because we haven't seen it for a long, 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 long time. Um, I know he will be helped through with it being a tag match, but I wouldn't mind seeing The Rock get physical. Uh, I just look forward to seeing Heel Rock again. He's gonna be, it's going to be box office and fun, and we're going to have a laugh with whatever it is, aren't we? And I think I've read online that we're getting uh, Rock on the next three SmackDowns and possibly Cody on the next three SmackDowns as well. That's so cool, by the way. I know... We, I on this show, had our issues with how The Rock came back in, but the fact that we're getting The Rock three Fridays in a row is incredibly cool. I think we need to let that go now. I think we need to just go, all right, we didn't like how he came back, but they've made amends in the best way, so let's enjoy the ride. Uh, we shall know next week, obviously, uh, we'll also be talking about Sting's retirement, his last match. We hope the icon goes well at AW Revolution. Your thoughts welcome and encouraged. He's Charlie underscore Beckett. I'm Jack underscore Merley. And for today, we are out of time. Enjoy your rest of the week. See you next time, and bye-bye. <laughs>